Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to the Find Your Way podcast, where we are answering the question, who am I? Which is what way stands for. I'm your host, Lindsay Means, human design expert and guide. This podcast is all about human design, healing, and inner work for hairstylists, salon owners, and innovators in the hair industry. I am so grateful that you're here. Now let's get started. Hey, gorgeous. I am so excited about this episode. I'm going to be talking about women's circles, the sister wound, and how this applies to your life or how it's impacting your life. But before I get into that, I want to share how excited I am that the 4x4 Method Masterclass went so freaking amazing. And if you're like, what the heck is she talking about? Go listen to the previous episode. I dive deep into what it is, but I did a live masterclass and I'm currently turning that into an online course. So check out the link in the show notes so that you can start using the 4x4 method to manifest your best year yet. This is going to be a community. So everyone who joins, we're part of a community and we're keeping each other accountable. We're celebrating all of our manifestations. We're sharing our rituals and I would love to invite you to join. So I wanted to share a little bit about what some of the members said during the masterclass. So a big part of the 4x4 method is the flow formula. And this is a formula that I created to shift your view on money. And instead of focusing solely on money in your business, you are getting clear on money. You're looking at it in a different way. You're looking at it as water flowing in and out of your account. And you are creating realistic soulmate client goals. And you're focusing on those soulmate client goals. And you're focusing on the next client. Who is the next client that's coming in? So I'm really freaking excited about this formula. It has changed the game for my own business and the way that I look at money. And so I'm really excited to share it with you. But I wanted to share what Shivy said. She is in the process of starting her own business. And she said, I love this because my intention for my business is not money, but I want a money goal to contribute to my family. This allows me to not align money to my business, but to have money as a factor for my manifestation goals for the why of having freedom to focus on my work to help others. And another member, Janine, said, this is great. I feel it'll assist with my spiritual business that I know I'll be growing this year to get me closer to leaving my nine to five job. And Shivy also said, there's so much good stuff here. I love that this forces me to sit and write it into reality. I feel like I can look back at my life and feel like, yep, I manifested that. I love, love, love this structure. I'm so excited because everyone was really, really excited to get started, to print off their worksheets, which you get a hundred, over a hundred page worksheet included in the four by four method. And it's all about creativity and and really getting clear on what you want. If the if you don't know what you want, the universe can't deliver it. So I'm really freaking excited about that. Go check it out if your body's like, yes, I need to learn more. Um, the link is in the show notes. So without further ado, let's get started into the content of today. So women's circles. So women used to gather back in the day. And a lot of times it was around their their moon flow, their moon cycle, their their bleed. And they called them red tents. And they would gather in these tents because you're when you're on your flow, that's the most intuitive time in your cycle. And this is a time for rest, for recovery, for reflection. It's like your winter season. So winter is all about hibernating, slowing down, um, connecting to the earth, really um, taking care of your body. And so women would gather and they 
would just talk and they would just be seen and witnessed and they would give advice and they would cry with each other. They would scream. They would rage. They would do whatever was flowing through them in the moment. And we've lost that in our society. And I just got chills as I said that because it is something that is so incredibly powerful when you gather with women. Now, before I get into the women's circle experiences that I've had, I want to talk about the sister wound. Now, this is something that is prevalent with a lot of women, but we don't even know about it. And this started back in the witch hunt days. I'm pretty sure um, if I haven't, there's not a lot of information on the sister wound. I actually have a podcast that I will link in the show notes. Um, One of my mentors, uh, Sabrina Lynn of Rewilding for Women, she has a podcast episode on this. I honestly haven't listened to it yet. (laughs) I am setting the intention to listen to it after I publish this podcast. Um, But I I love every single thing that she comes up with and she goes into um, what it is, some some methods to work through it, uh, which I absolutely love. She's a little intense. She's not for everyone. So if you listen and you're like, whoa, um, just know that she's not for everyone and that's okay. Um, But go check out that podcast because it will give you more details. But the way that I've understood it is during the witch hunt days, women would call out other women. Women would say Susie down the street is a witch and then Susie down the street would die and be burned at the stake. And so we have generational trauma that is passed down our lineage and collective trauma. And there were times in um, history where women were not nice to other women. And I don't know about you, but this has happened to me. I didn't get burned at the stake or be called a witch. (laughs) But when I was a teenager, I specifically remember this moment. I was on a swim team and there was one girl and the, my friends, like three friends and I were sitting in, I don't know, in the locker room or something. And they were talking shit on this other girl and they were talking about her body and they were talking about negative, nasty things about her body. And I remember looking at myself and then looking at this other girl and thinking, well, I look like her. And do you think that about me? Are you saying these things about me behind my back? It was such a pivotal moment. And I think in that moment and around that time, I started realizing I looked different than my friends. All my friends were lean and I wasn't. My sister was lean and I wasn't. My mom was lean and I wasn't. And around that time or probably before, my dad would comment on my weight and talking about um, my body. And so I've had deep, 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 deep body image issues ever since uh, a teen. I was probably 11 or 12 at that time. And so from that moment on, I stopped trusting women. And I just, I, I, I instilled, a belief was downloaded that women talk shit on other women and they can't be trusted. And they'll say one thing to your face, but who knows what they're saying behind your back. And it hurts. And I carried that through the the majority of my life. And because I felt like a weirdo my whole whole life, there's been scenarios where I tried to adapt. I tried to be what I thought my friends wanted me to be. And therefore I wasn't being myself and that didn't feel good. And then when I went to cosmetology school, I was kind of labeled as the weirdo, I think, when when I the first week that I started the week, the weekend before I started cosmetology school, I got LASIK um, eye surgery and 
they told me it was going to heal within 48 hours, but it did not. It was like a week and I had to wear sunglasses inside. And the first day I go to school, I hear, I could hear everyone whispering about me. Who is this girl? Why is she wearing sunglasses inside? Like that was how I started cosmetology school. And then I took my school career so seriously. I was like, I'm paying a lot of money to go here. I'm taking advantage of everything I possibly can. So I kind of became a teacher's pet. I like was just absorbing all of the information I could possibly absorb. And I made friends, but I was more focused on getting what I wanted out of that education versus building friendships. Um, And in every single salon that I've ever worked at, I kind of felt like the black sheep. I never really felt like I had the style of a hairstylist. I was overweight a lot of my career. I was trying to hide my body most of my life. Um, It was very interesting because most of my clientele were women and I felt like maybe some of my clients were judging me and I, I, it was, there was a lot that was going into it and I made a lot of friends at, at the salons I worked at, but they weren't deep connections because I was so surface level because of that underlying sister wound that I had. And I know that there have been I know a lot of you listening in the hair industry can relate to the cattiness and the competition and um, potential backstabbing or, or talking negative or poaching clients or I don't know, like there, there, I know that there's a lot of negativity um, and not a lot of sisterhood in the hair industry. Now, granted, I've been out of it for a while. I know things are completely shifting. So this is an old paradigm. This is an old way of being. This is something we are are moving away from. However, I know it has been pretty strong in the hair industry. Um, So if you resonate with this, you're not alone. And this is why this is, it's a deep underlying a collective trauma that is that is going on not only in the hair world but just in in groups of women where women are collected and we're not nice to ourselves that's what it starts with like women who are not nice to other women are ultimately not nice to themselves because everyone is a mirror everyone is a reflection if you are talking shit on someone else it's because you're talking shit on yourself I remember probably three, four years ago, I we had friends who had a boat and we would go to this super popular area on Lake Travis and there would be tons and tons of people. And I remember seeing this woman and she was beautiful, but I was judging her. And I was like, who is she to wear that outfit and or that swimsuit? And I was, I caught myself and here was here. So this was me. I had a like cover up on and I was hiding and I saw this beautiful woman who was flaunting her stuff and she didn't give a shit about what anyone else thought of her. And I was judging her. I was like, well, if I looked like her, I wouldn't be wearing that. And then I caught myself and I was like, whoa, Lindsay, look at you. Like you are covered up right now. And this girl is having the time of her life and she's confident and she's sexy and she's beautiful and she's wearing whatever the hell she wants to wear because she feels good. And so I've had a lot of those moments and it was because I didn't like myself. And now I'm to the point where I love everyone. Like I just look at everyone. I'm like, ooh, I love what she's wearing. Like I see people as I see myself now. And it's a beautiful place to get to. 
So that's a little dip your toe into the sister wound and go check out that podcast episode by Sabrina Lynn if you'd like to learn more. Um, And this is something that is really powerful when you heal it. And it also has to do with your own self-talk. And I have a podcast episode called Five Ways to Love Yourself, and I'm going to put that in the show notes as well, because it is so incredibly powerful when you recognize how shitty you are talking to yourself. When I first got into this, I, when I first got on my healing journey, I recognized how much of an asshole I was to myself. I was so mean and nasty and it was awful the way that I was speaking to myself. And so I want to share that episode with you so that you can start working on your inner dialogue. You can start working on how you see yourself because how you see yourself and how you treat other people is a reflection of how you treat yourself. And so I think I got on this tangent because I was talking about the mean people who are mean is because they're mean to themselves. And not that that's an excuse, but that's just how things work. And so it's very interesting. So getting back to women's circles, I have had the pleasure of going to many women's circles and it has changed my life. So when I I started my personal development journey in 2017 and when COVID happened, obviously we couldn't go out and do things. And after COVID, started easing up and um, we were able to gather again, I started really seeking out uh, sisterhood and I started going to some workshops and I found a community in Austin and they started hosting women's circles and I would go and it was so nourishing. So uh, the women, the first women's circle that I went to, it was really cool. We They had this beautiful tent set up in the backyard and we would go and we would gather in a circle and the leaders of this community they would open up the circle with a prayer and an intention and set the tone, set a sacred space. And then we would bounce around the room or we'd go around the room kind of popcorn style and every woman would have time to share. And there sometimes there was a time limit depending upon how many women were there, but you just got to share whatever was on your heart. You could share the celebrations that you had this week. You could share the argument that you had with your partner. You could share how you were really, really depressed. You could, you could scream. You could rage. You could be pissed. You could cry. You could wail. You could do whatever you wanted to do and as you were talking no you have the floor no one else talks people will put their hands on their heart people will do snaps people will will show their their appreciation while you're talking but there's no crosstalk there's no advice there's no insight there's no trying to fix anything it's literally just being seen and witnessed in whatever you're going through in the moment And so each woman has the opportunity to share. And at the end, they would close out the circle and then we would connect and we would talk and, and, uh, you know, have community. And it was amazing. And I would, every time I would leave those circles, I felt so rejuvenated and I continued going to these. And then I started going to, to full moon ceremonies with women and just gathering with women is so incredibly powerful. And so I really wanted to bring that to the hair industry and, And so I have decided to test out what virtual women's circles for the next three months, I'm going to be hosting free virtual women's circles. 
the first one is going to be on Monday, January 23rd, and then the following dates will be in the show notes. And this is virtual. It's going to be probably an hour, maybe two hours long. I'm not sure. It depends on how many people show up. I'm really going to um, make a point that everyone gets time to talk. So if there, there'll be a specific time frame for everyone to share and to be witnessed and to be seen and validated. And so it'll be very similar to the women's circles that I have participated in in person. We will probably start five minutes after, give everyone time to join. We're going to start with an intention. We're going to get into our body and then we're going to share. And what I love doing is I'm very intuitive and I love weaving a little bit of human design, a little bit of coaching into it at the end. So at the end, if there is space, if I feel um, inspired to share something based upon the collective theme or certain things that came up, then I'll do that. Um, But there is is it's really just about being seen, witnessed, validated, and collecting and gathering with other women and making connections. Like we're gonna introduce where are we from? What do we, what are our Instagrams? Like this is about community and connection and expansion, which those are my core values in my life and my business. And so I really wanted to create a sacred safe space for us to gather, to heal that sister wound, to be seen, to be heard, to be validated, to, to nourish, ourselves. One of the main traits of the feminine is nourishing herself. And this is a beautiful way that you can do that. So if you are like, hell freaking yeah, I want to do that. Go sign up so that you get all of, all of the notifications and the Zoom link. And if you have a sister, a soul sister, a coworker who you think would enjoy this, pass this along. I really want to get as many women as possible inside this sacred container to receive, to receive support, to receive validation, to receive that sisterhood and to really nourish your soul. So if that resonates, uh, sign up, share it with your friends, share it on social media, tag me if you do. And I really hope to see you there. And I'm super excited to talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the find your way podcast. I want to ask you a question really quick. Do you want to learn more about your human design? If you said yes, I would love to invite you to send me a screenshot of your chart on Instagram. My handle is at Lindsay Means with an underscore. And there's a link in the show notes to get your chart below if you don't have one already. If you want to learn more about my offerings and freebies, check out lindsaymeans.com. If you love this episode, share it on social media and tag me. I would love to connect with you. If you like this content, subscribe now so you never miss an episode. And remember, you are perfect exactly as you are. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. It's only a matter of remembering how freaking amazing you are and human design helps us with that. See you next time.